we're going to continue um, opening up God's word. In times of unprecedented chaos, we want to stick to that what is always true, what has always been true and always will be true. So we're going to continue our series on the Gospel of Luke, and uh, we have come to uh, chapter 22. So if you've got a Bible around, if you want to find uh, Luke 22, uh, we are picking up the moment of Jesus uh, 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 ultimate crisis in life. I mean, it's very applicable for this season. Uh, we can read at the moment uh, of greatest crisis. What did Jesus do? How did he respond uh, in that moment? And what was his piece? And um, so we um, uh, looked at last week uh, at, uh, at Jesus celebrating the Passover with his disciples. We can see that he's finished celebrating the Passover with his disciples. And then he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and uh, he there spends time with his friends and in prayer. Those two ingredients were Jesus' priorities of moments of crisis, a sense of togetherness with his friends and seeking his father uh, for strength and for help. So we're going to pick it up Luke 22 and we're going to read from verse 39. So it says this, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. And he withdrew about the stone's throw beyond them and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours will be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted, from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked him. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priests, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come for him, I am leading. Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts and you did not lay a hand on me. But in this hour, when darkness reigns, this is your hour. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. And about an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. Jesus spent a night of crisis 
with his father, seeking him in prayer. Uh, we are facing unprecedented times. We are going through a much difficulty at the moment, but uh, it is nothing compared to Jesus last night with his disciples. He had just celebrated the Passover with his disciples. Uh, he's now walking to the Garden of Gethsemane. As usual, uh, it says where they would spend the night together, uh, as they would do more often. And uh, this night, though, would be very different. And Jesus knows it. And at that time, uh, he seeks a companion of his friends and he seeks his father in prayer. In his hour of true need, he puts these two together, community and prayer. He seeks the disciples around him and his father. Now we could think, well, Jesus, the son of God, surely all he needed was his father. Uh, but even he drew his disciples near and asked them to pray with him, to stand with him. Now, when we look at our moment of crisis, it is not very difficult to imagine what that could look like. We are in a moment of crisis. Our nation is in a moment of crisis. We can see chaos everywhere. And uh, I wonder what our response is. What has your response been this week? Uh, perhaps you've gone uh, to uh, your work to grab the last few things that you need to start working from home. Uh, perhaps you've tried to do some shopping uh, and you've gone around to uh, all the empty shelves and tried to find um, uh, some uh, resources to stock up on. Uh, and uh, perhaps you've been uh, connecting with lots of other people on WhatsApp, lots of messages flying around. Uh, social media can be so overwhelming in this season. Um, uh, there can be many things uh, that we seek in these moments of crisis to prepare ourselves. Um, but the question is, have we followed Jesus' example? Would we seek the company of our friends, uh, our fellow Christian friends, to help us and anchor us in this time? Would we seek the Father in prayer? Uh, and this is a very provoking opportunity. Jesus had many things uh, that I'm, I'm sure he could have done in his last moment, but he decides to spend time with his friends and in prayer. And I really want to encourage us, all of us, to, uh, to take hold of that and live that out in this season. We have a unique opportunity uh, to gather together in this season uh, and to continue to see God and one another. So I want to encourage you at, at Life Church. we have set up digital media means to stay connected in life groups uh, through Google Hangouts. Make sure you prioritize that. If you are not in one of those groups and you would like to stay connected and uh, receive encouragement on a weekly basis, uh, then just email us again at hello at wearelifechurch.uk or leave a little message in the chat app. And we'd love to stay connected with you. Uh, Sunday mornings, uh, we want to gather together like this. is very unusual and very different, but all the ingredients are still there and we will continue uh, to seek to do that. And I want to encourage us in this season to pray. Pray like never before. Today, uh, of all days, has been announced as a global day of prayer. And I want to encourage all of you to spend time, uh, to spend time uh, to see God uh, in prayer. This is not a time just to uh, um, catch up on your Netflix and do your DIY jobs and uh, make the most of uh, being at home. But this is really an opportunity to see God for a breakthrough. The coronavirus is not beyond God's uh, realm. He is not beyond his ability. And uh, we continue to pray for breakthrough. We pray for the sick, for them to be healed. We pray for protection for those who are vulnerable. And uh, we pray for those in government to make uh, decisions that are peaceful. And um, uh, we can see that Jesus prays a very uh, uh, intriguing prayer. Uh, he, he, he goes down and he kneels, he, he kind of distances himself a little bit uh, from uh, his disciples and then he starts to cry out to the Father. Now we don't get the full picture of what he is praying, um, but it's clear uh, that he is in agony. 
and he prays, we only get the headline. It says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Jesus could see what was happening. He saw that the end was to come. And um, uh, he knew that that end was going to be dying on the cross, that he would be separated from the Father, carrying the weight of uh, sin for all of us. And uh, he didn't charge like a diehard towards it. He wasn't looking forward to it. The Son of God was not beyond sadness and grief. He could see what was coming and the difficulty. Um, And yet he sought the Father uh, in prayer. He knew that what was happening really was beyond him. He didn't rely on his own strength and he sought the Father and he pleaded with the Father uh, to change his destiny. This is why he had come, but he still pleaded with the Father. A very different picture from what we often get in children's Bibles. We can see Jesus kneeling in the garden, praying a nice prayer. Well, here it says that he is crying out to the Father in great anxiety that his his sweat became like blood drops. Now, uh, if you're in the kind of medical world, you know that um, this is a manifestation of real agony where basically uh, uh, the tiny blood vessels that feed your sweat glands um, burst and sweat starts to become mixed with blood. It's called hematidrosis. And uh, um, it's, it's, it's a sign of real anxiety. Jesus is not just saying a nice prayer. And this is raw. And in this season, it's okay for us to pray raw prayers. It's okay for us to pray, Father, our whole nation is upside down. Come and rescue us. It's okay to cry out to God and ask him. In these seasons, we don't just have to uh, stiff up the lip or kind of say, oh, uh, this is all in God's hands. I mean, sometimes people can respond very blasé to even the challenges around us. And and Jesus shows us that 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 is not really a way to respond to crisis. A way to respond to crisis is to be in touch with your emotions, not to kind of let it all just move away, um, but bring those emotions to a place uh, near the Father. Now, uh, although Jesus is in agony and he's wrestling uh, in prayer, he ultimately finds peace, not in the answer of prayer, but in the surrender to the Father. And uh, when we wrestle in prayer, our true hope ultimately doesn't come from all our problems just being solved uh, or uh, from uh, things just kind of going away, but really in learning how to let our hearts be surrendered to the Father and knowing that we are not alone. Um, Jesus prays, not my will, but your will will be done. And uh, throughout his suffering journey, we can read uh, about Jesus that, that, that nowhere there is wrestling or resistance. Uh, when he's being uh, mocked and abused and, 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 and is suffering, we can see him not, not wrestling with this. But here in this moment in the garden, he is wrestling. He's wrestling to learn how to surrender to the Father. Um, uh, one of the commentators, James Edwards, write this. He says, the most intense description of Jesus' suffering in the gospel occurs at, uh, not at Golgotha, or get, uh, but at Gethsemane, in the decision to submit to his Father's redemptive will. So on the Mount of Olives, Jesus' soul is crucified, and on the Mount of Calvary, his body is surrendered. What we see here in this moment is Jesus Uh, soul being crucified he's learning to surrender to the father even in his moment of greatest need and uh, for us it's really important uh, to know that uh, uh, in this moment our hope lies in the father the father has not left you he is still with you he loves you he cares for you he knows what's going on in your life if you might be going through 
job loss, you are worried about your health, you are worried about finances, you're worried about your family or your children. And the father knows all of these things. He, he, he has not left you. He, he, he knows what you need. So therefore, we do not need to be anxious and we can seek the father. He knows you and he is with you. Um, but in that moment, we need to learn how to uh, surrender to the father. We need to learn how to give ourselves over to the father and learn how to let him be our everything. Um, and my question is, are, are we wrestling in this season with God? If we have stopped wrestling, it might be that we have just given up altogether, or it might be that we are so overwhelmed we don't know where to start. Well, um, neither of these are the right approach to crisis. Uh, the right approach to crisis is to see God and wrestle with him and ask him for breakthrough. Now, we can see that Jesus is persistent in his prayers. He doesn't just give up after one and kind of said, well, apparently this is it. He continues to wrestle with God. And it's okay for us to continue to see God for a long period of time, even with things that we might struggle with or uh, that we want to see breakthrough in, in this season. And then we can see that the breakthrough comes and the breakthrough comes not necessarily in the way that Jesus would expect it. It wasn't like everything changed and, 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 and everything was easy. Um, we can see that an angel comes to strengthen him for what is ahead. And uh, the breakthrough that comes, comes uh, from the Father, um, but it's a breakthrough of submission and of suffering and yet strengthening. And at that moment, we can see um, that Jesus' heart is strengthened. As he surrenders, he, strength, he, get, he receives strength. And I want to encourage you in this season to surrender your hearts to the Father who loves you, who cares for you, who knows you well, and to receive strength from him. I believe at the moment in which we learn how to surrender to his will, he will give us strength. Now, uh, even in unanswered prayer, Jesus was not alone. The Father was there. Even in unanswered prayer, uh, he knew that the Father had not forsaken him, that he was with him. So be assured in seasons where you are praying and asking God for breakthrough, even if that breakthrough doesn't happen straight away, the Father is with you. And yet we continue to pray like Jesus did for breakthrough for our nation and for the world around us. Then we can see that Jesus comes back and uh, he, he finds his disciples and the disciples are asleep. Um, Jesus, at his greatest moment of need, uh, asked his closest followers to come and support him. And what we can find is that they're so overwhelmed with grief and confusion that they've just given up. They've given up and they've fallen asleep. They don't know where to go to. Uh, now we can read that Jesus had already said to uh, Peter that Satan had requested to sift his disciples like wheat but that Jesus had prayed for them. Now, uh, uh, not that the disciples would be safe from testing, but they would stand firm and not fall away. So we can see here uh, that the only person who's praying in this situation is Jesus. And the only one ultimately to stand strong in this situation is Jesus. And it's easy for us to read this and go, oh, those poor disciples, they didn't really know what they were doing, uh, did they? Uh, and yet for us in this season, the challenge comes to us as well. Will we get up and pray with Jesus? Uh, it says that Jesus uh, in Hebrews 7 verse 25, that he is able to save completely those who um, uh, come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Jesus at this moment in time is praying for us. He knows us, he cares for us, and he's praying in heaven for us. Now, will we get up 
and pray and join him. Uh, he is already praying for the world. He's already praying for our nation. He's already praying for your family. Will you come and join him in that prayer? This is um, a time of Lent. Now, interestingly, when we can see uh, Jesus starting his ministry with Lent, uh, uh, he withdrew to the desert to be with his father and seek his father in prayer. And now we can see at the end, the very end of his life, um, Again, he seeks the Father in prayer. His ministry is bookended uh, on both sides with prayer. And in this season, uh, we have a great opportunity. As we are withdrawn from many situations, many social situations, we have the opportunity to see God in prayer. Make this season of isolation a, a season of prayer, um, not just a season uh, to catch up on all the things that um, we can do around the house or uh, just some movies or other things. Let's seek the Father in prayer. It's easy to fall asleep like the disciples. So often I'm uh, discouraged about the lukewarmness in my own heart uh, when it comes to prayer. Um, when I start praying after uh, some time, I start to run out of energy and, uh, and I, I'm confronted with the limitations in my own life. But let's not give up. Let's not give up because of those things. Let's continue to seek the Father uh, in prayer. Um, this week, a little video came out from the chief judge in South Africa and uh, uh, he, he, uh, he, he rallied the nation with uh, these words. He says, in the time um, uh, like this, the church is called to do what it's been preaching about. He says, for those who know how to pray, pray. Um, and uh, I, I love this. Uh, this is the time for the church to start to act uh, about what they've been talking about. This is the time where we can be good news, where we can pray for our nation and see breakthrough. Now, what we can see contrasted uh, with Jesus um, surrender and seeking the father is Peter. Um, Peter had said to Jesus at the meal uh, when Jesus uh, foretold that he was going to uh, betray his master. He said, well, if all of these guys do, I never will. And yet we can see that he's fallen asleep just like everyone else. He did not stand with Jesus in prayer. Then when the crowd comes uh, to take Jesus captive, we can see that all of a sudden he's up into action, uh, not in prayer, but in violence, and he cuts off the ear of one of the servants. We can find in the other Gospels uh, that that was Peter. Uh, and uh, Jesus says, no, no, this is not the way. Uh, when he said, stand firm and stand with me, he wasn't talking about getting up arms and fighting. He was talking about uh, standing with him in prayer. Now we can see in the Gospels that Peter, uh, uh, although everyone kind of scatters, he and John uh, are, are brave disciples. They don't just give up on Jesus straight away. They follow him to the high priest house. And uh, we can see that John um, uh, is is likely connected to the the the, um, the, the high priest family uh, in some way or form, known to them, uh, and uh, he is able to enter in into the property so he can firsthand witness about what's happening to Jesus. All the things that we are writing about his trials come from uh, John's witness. Uh, and uh, what we can uh, then see is that uh, Peter is in the garden outside, so he didn't was not as connected as John, but he was managed to uh, get into the garden. And uh, at that moment in time, uh, he's kind of waiting there. And uh, that's where it all goes wrong. And uh, Peter is confronted. We can see him betraying Jesus. The very thing that he didn't want to do, he ends up doing. Now, some people say um, it's probably because Peter was afraid that he betrayed Jesus. Um, but the reality is that nowhere in the Gospels do we get a picture of Peter being a fearful man. Uh, he is a man who always gets his foot in it and is always the first one. 
Uh, he's a zealot of all uh, things. He, he, he wants to fight. Uh, I don't think what's happening here is fear. I think what's happening here is that Peter is self-reliant. Uh, he's thinking of a plan, and he thinks that he has a plan to rescue Jesus. Jesus had surrendered to the Father, um, but Peter thinks, no, I'm going to stand uh, here, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prevent this from happening. He totally misunderstood um, the will of the Father in this season. Um, so what we can see is that Peter walks into uh, the trap of self-reliance. And uh, in this season, it's so easy for us to fall into the trap of self-reliance, just to try and uh, fix things, make things happen. Even for me this week, I felt uh, quite overwhelmed with all the things that needed to be done, trying to get the church online, even sorting out this Sunday, um, getting so uh, overwhelmed with uh, technicalities and other things that um, it's so easy to be drawn away from seeking uh, the Father in surrender like Jesus did, rather than going against him and standing in self-reliance. And ultimately, um, Peter does not manage to save Jesus. Uh, he does not manage to change the Father's plan. Uh, he, he was working against it. And at that moment in time, uh, he betrays uh, Jesus and suddenly understands that in his self-reliance, he's achieved what Jesus had warned him about. And uh, I want to encourage us in this season that we wrestle with God in prayer. Yes, indeed. Let's seek him. Let's ask him. But let's not lean into our own understanding and our own strength. Let's not put our trust in uh, pasta and loo rolls and uh, uh, news images that will come through. Let's put our trust in the Father who knows us and who loves us. And uh, we can read a little bit later on, we'll get there in a few weeks to come, uh, that ultimately when Jesus was on the cross, he cried out, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Uh, and he was the only one to whom the heavens were closed when he prayed at that moment in time. Uh, he was the only one who was not heard by the Father at that moment in time. And because the Father uh, withheld his answer, he achieved with the Son uh, uh, and that the heavens would be opened. And now we get to live in the great reality of an open heaven. We do not face a closed heaven like G Jesus uh, did at that moment in time as he cried out because his uh, prayer was not answered. Our prayers are heard and the Father hears him and he is with us in this season. And I want to encourage you in this season to stand firm, to continue to see God, uh, to be kind to draw our hope from the father and to be good news in this season like jesus wrestling with the father um, but learning how to stay steady and peaceful uh, throughout trials and learning how to surrender so um, that's my prayer for you that you will hold on to the father and that you'll hold on to surrender to him um, I'm just going to take a moment uh, to pray together and then uh, after that we're going to sing one more song together Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us, that you love us, that you uh, look out for us. Thank you, Father, that you hear our prayers, our every moment. Lord, we come and surrender to you and say, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit in this season? Give us supernatural peace, Lord, to make a difference in this world. Let our hope be drawn from you in these times. Lord, let our, our hearts seek you in prayer, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>